0: welcome to intentional inclusion with the diversity doctor your weekly dose of diversity and inclusion content with me your host dr. Donna DeHaan I want to help as many organizations as possible create people-centered businesses because I know that when your people thrive so too does your bottom line I'm here to help you move from professing an interest in DNI to implementing practices that will change the way you do business for the better so if you're looking to truly make an impact with your DNI efforts You're in the right place my friend. Every week I will give you the perfect mix of theory and practice to help you create a business where everyone and your bottom line can thrive. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And welcome back to another episode of Intentional Inclusion with me, the diversity doctor, Donna, to you. Um, I'm so, so grateful that you are here listening to this episode. Um, This episode is really important to me. I want to create impact this year. I want to help as many individuals, organizations become diverse, inclusive, value-led, equity-driven places to work where people and the bottom line thrive and I can't do that by myself so the fact that you are here listening means that you're in this with me and I'm so so grateful for that because together I know that we are going to achieve Great things with regards to diversity and inclusion um, this year. Also, great things with other things, right? We don't have to limit it to that, but that's what this podcast is about. So, I just wanted to take a moment to truly share my gratitude that you are listening to this. So, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Now, this week, I want to talk about DI turnover and fatigue and if you're new to my podcast, I I simply use D&I rather than diversity, equity and inclusion or belonging because for me, D&I incorporates everything. And so there are times when I talk about equity or equality or belonging or social justice. I just use D&I as a simple way of an overarching umbrella of the term. So sometimes you might, if you look on... Um, the internet about this topic, you may see DEI, turnover or fatigue. Um, for me, I'm talking about the same thing, just from the context of the language I use, I use DNF. nothing. So what is, I'm going to start with turnover, and then I'm going to talk about fatigue, and then I'm going to talk about how we can fix this, because we don't want to land on those two things, right? So <laughs> we want to find a solution to this, but to put it into context, I'm just going to start talking about what these mean. So George Floyd's murder in 2020 was a catalyst for, for movement within this space. Now, it's not to say that um, obviously these issues and topics weren't around before then, people were leading this topic, but it really was a catalyst for awareness, for movement in this um, space. So shortly after 2020, nearly half of US based Fortune 500 companies appointed a CDO, a chief diversity officer. So somebody at that suite, C suite responsible for this topic, which was great. It became, we became aware and there was action taken. Now I'm using awareness, action, accountability, because this is the framework that within the diversity docs that we use in order to create impact, awareness, action and accountability. So the awareness is there and action was taken by organizations. They appointed somebody to deal with this topic. However, what we have seen is a huge turnover in these roles. So for example, um, the average CDO lasts roughly 2.5 years compared to the average C-suite tenure of almost five years. So people are being appointed into this role but they're not lasting as long as in other roles. And I want to start a little bit about talking about my opinion as to why this is. The first thing I want to talk about, I feel, I, I, I question whether I should talk about this or not. I feel like it's contentious and it comes from a place of wanting these roles to work. So I am not judging any individual that steps up and takes a lead into this space because we're doing our best. And I 100% believe that anybody that steps up into any kind of advocacy or leadership role in DNI is doing it with the best intention. So there's no judgment from me in this. But, not but, because but cancels out what I've just said. And I don't mean that. However, here we go. Um, I think one of the reasons we're seeing a turnover is because we may not be putting the right people in the right positions and we may not be fully supporting them. And the reason I say this is because the role of a DNI lead is so complex and multifunctional. And I just don't think we've had time to fully understand the qualification skills competencies scope responsibility training needs of the individuals to do this task so if we think about any other c-suite that you might have finance chief finance officers chief operating officer operations officer whatever the other chiefs you have at the table those positions have been there for a long time we are quite defined in what those roles are there are we can trace back sort of a career experience, degrees, qualifications, work experience, whatever it is, a pathway to get to these roles. Now, this sudden desire to have a DNI lead at this level didn't give us the leading time that we need. And I'm not saying that in order to be a CDO, you need to have this qualification from this school and this experience and be this type of person. I don't believe in that, but I do believe that it is too much to expect someone who maybe comes from an underrepresented group to carry the burden of responsibility at that level. And again, I am not saying that that we can't support, upskill individuals to do it, but I feel like we've set individuals up for failure. I don't have the magic answer. I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying this school, this program is the solution. I'm just saying we can't expect to put somebody at this level, take on this lead role without supporting them in that. So, yes, they may have the right life experience. But look, I am personally going through um, a divorce right now. So I have the lived experience of what that feels like. And I'm dealing with lawyers. Um, my first time in my life I'm dealing with lawyers in this particular situation. It doesn't mean that I have the skills and competencies to be a divorce lawyer, because I don't. And I could. I could maybe, if I'm interested in it, go to school, figure out, get the skills and qualifications, get that experience. And then maybe my lived experience may help me in this. If I decided to be a divorce lawyer, or maybe it would cloud what I need to do. Maybe it becomes too personal and not strategic, objective enough. And again, I feel like we need this balance between this. I can see organizations have put individuals in that role who come from less represented groups. And the burden is immense. And that leads to burnout, that leads to overwhelm. Of course it does. Of course I'm not saying, oh yeah, we should put (laughs) another white man leading this topic in the C-suite because we want diversity in the C-suite. So we want all of those roles to be diverse, not just this role. And I feel like it's just this combination of things that we've put together that is not the right combination fully yeah, so that's that's one thing alongside sort of not necessarily knowing the skills competencies the scope of the role the responsibilities having the right training we see that a lot of staffing for that particular group is inconsistent or not proportional to the organization's size so as a chief finance officer i might have x number within my team for an organization of this size And what we see with the CDO role is often one person is left. So again, the sort of comparisons of years of experience, years of knowing what this function is within the organization and fully supported and staffed in order to execute on those responsibilities, I don't see the same buy-in and clarity for CDO roles. Alongside that, like staffing inconsistency and support, Is a lack of or sufficient financial investment in this role. You have to think of the CDO role of experience as almost a product launch, a new product to your market. We are not inheriting, we're inheriting a legacy of things we want to change, but we've not inherited a legacy of proven, substantiated progress. So this is a startup, if you like, within your organization, and it needs to be invested as such, both financially and in time. So I think that's another issue. We're looking for fast turnaround. In something that has, you know, systemic decades of doing things wrong one way, you can't expect me to come in and change overnight, okay? And that's also something else that I see a lot. Is organizations wanting something different, leadership wanting something different, knowing that they want more diversity or inclusion within the organization, but not wanting to do anything different to get there. And that's something, again, we've got to we've got to unpick, we've got to sit with, we've got to get clarity on. And the final point, and I'll summarise these in a little bit so you can get sort of clear takeaways the final point that i personally believe is contributing to the turnover of dni leads is a lack of authority to make a difference and again putting somebody at a c suite level is a title which is great because it's an indication that that is where you're putting somebody within the organization that's that's your level of interest awareness Accountability, maybe to this particular role, but unless that individual has the authority to make change, because you want a different outcome, so you need to go through some sort of change to get a different outcome, unless there is a level of authority, unless that individual can have the accountability and make the changes, you're setting them up for failure. And I think that's something we also need to look at. So just to summarize because I kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent because this is this is what happens when I'm really passionate about something so I'm trying to bring it back to a little bit more focus i believe my opinion from what i see from what i've experienced that a turnover of dni leaders is a combination of reasons one I'm not sure we're putting the right people in the job with the right skills and competencies because I don't think we know what the right skills and competencies are. And this is nothing personal to those doing that job, right? This is a collective uh, awareness and responsibility. The second thing I think contributes to it is a lack of resource. So whether that's having a big enough team or in a financial investment in able to support that individual leader doing what they need to do and the final point is a lack of authority does that individual whatever regardless of their title and it's not just cdo's it can be uh, somebody within hr or whoever whether you have a title for dni or not if you do not have the authority to make decisions the power and the privilege to enact upon then you who else has that, right? So we have to give the, the power and the privilege to the people that we want to make a difference. That's one side of things. So that's the, the turnover of the people in charge of DNI. The other thing that we're seeing increasingly, unfortunately, is DNI fatigue. So I feel quite exhausted just talking about burnover and, and turnover, burnover, burnout, turnover, and fatigue. <laughs> we're gonna get to the good stuff, we're gonna get to the energy providing stuff in a minute. The DI fatigue we're seeing more of is where employees are feeling discouraged, disheartened, disillusioned about the lack of progress. And trust me, your chief diversity officer or your DI lead is feeling this frustration as well. So we start with, oh my goodness, that can't be happening in society. We need to do something about this. There was a big flourish of appointing somebody and maybe launching some programs or some training. But the actual day-to-day feeling of, wow, this is a different place to work, my experience is different, is lacking. There's a disconnect there, these tangible outcomes. So maybe you launched an employee resource group, an ERG, and the take-up was there to start with, but now the members of that group don't feel as energized, stop meeting up as often because nothing is changing. We have to feel it as much as anything else. There ha- we have to feel a change. I feel like there's a shift in DI. Again, this is my perspective. I feel like we started on this journey to for others. And I'm if you're listening to this and you can't see me, I'm making the speech mark others because I feel like diversity and inclusion was something organizations were doing and by organizations I mean leaders and by leaders I mean white men who are typically leading companies became aware and wanted to do something for the others, women, members of the LGBTQ population, different ages, whatever diversity characteristic we're talking about and it becomes a them and us scenario and what we know is that, well, because of research, the efforts that we're doing within organizations, those of us in less represented groups aren't feeling a difference because of the initiatives that have taken place. One thing for me is that, okay, oh, we're not doing the right thing for the right people for the right reasons. And the other part, which I'm sort of leaning into a little bit more on my DNI journey is I'm tired of the them and us, whilst I do not want that to feel like I'm devaluing or dismissing the others, be but othering means, I, I know that I have a position of power and privilege as a white, able-bodied, well-educated woman, and I'm aware of that, and I want to use my power and privilege to support and, um, elevate and promote and champion and do whatever I can to those that don't have my power and privilege, I don't want it to be us against men. Men are not the enemy. The systems that have been created is the problem. And yes, they've been created by a certain type of person, but this them and us, it's not sitting with me anymore because we all benefit from a diverse and inclusive organisation, and we all contribute to the creation of a diverse and inclusive organisation. And so, this this binary them and us for me is something that I that I want to move away from. But again, I've gone off in a little bit of tangent. It's what happens when I'm passionate about something. So I hope you're still with me. I hope you're still here. I'm going to bring it back to what we can do. So I've talked about the awareness part. What is DNI turnover and what is DNI fatigue? Turnover of our leaders in this position, which lack, which is, you know, we can't get a sort of a hold on it, a grip on it. We can't build momentum if we're constantly having to look for a new leader. And employees are feeling like, well, you know, there's a lot of noise, but I'm not really feeling anything happening or changing. And so I'm kind of starting to tune out a bit, right? And that's not what we want, because you and I, my friend, are all about impact this year. So we don't want fatigue or turnover. We just want positive energy. We want impact, momentum. We're going to make shit happen, right? So that's what we're about. So how are we going to do that? Well, for me, I always start with getting really personal. (laughs) So I think this whole lip service... Lip, surfi- lip, surf- lip service, not surface. Lip service um, approach to well, we just have to do DNI. Like something has happened, and we need to be accountable, and we need to do something about it. That's not—it's not landing. We need to get personal. Why do you, your organization, why do you care about diversity and inclusion? How would I know that? What you're going to do in the next 12 months is specific to your organization and is not just an off the shelf. Everybody else is raising a flag this time of year and everybody else has a speaker in for International Women's Day. And so that's what we're doing. Why? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Now, I love Simon Sinek's work. And so this is where I'm coming from. You have to start with your why. What is your why for DNI, your organization's why? Why do you care about it? Because until you can resonate with that, it's something else that you're adding on because you feel like you need to do it, as opposed to, well, of course, this is of course this is what we do, because this is why it's important to us. This is part of our DNA. Of course, this is how we Run meetings, of course this is why we're running this event. And we're running this event because this is what we want to happen, because this is who we are, because this aligns with our values, because this resonates with us, because this is authentic to us. How many times do we talk about bringing your authentic self to work in terms of DNI? Well, let's start by finding our authentic reason for DNI within the organization. So that's the first part. Now, I should have said it at the start, but again, I don't script this. I'm just talking to you <laughs> because I can, because I'm passionate about this. I do have, I will outline these steps and I have resources that are going to help you with all of these steps. So if you're like, oh, Donna, that sounds amazing. I would love to know what our organization's why for DI is. Where on earth do I start with that? I've got you. So I've got resources for all of these things. It's all in the package. I'm going to share more of the practical steps with you. Um, I'm just sharing the steps with you right now okay so just listen and enjoy and then there'll be links in the show notes and at the end I'll tell you a little bit more about how to access these particular resources. So the first thing to avoid DNI turnover and fatigue is to get clear on your organization's why for DNI. We're going to get personal. That's the awareness part, right? So it resonates with us. it's authentic to us within this specific organization. The next thing we're gonna do is get realistic about this. DNI is a complex beast. It's a multi-layered, intersectional, theoretical, practical, situational, contextual. It's a lot of things. And that can feel overwhelming and that's not gonna get us anywhere. So just because DNI is this huge, big, interesting, exciting, challenging beast, doesn't mean we just leave it like that. We've got to get super clear and realistic about our expectations. We've got to break it down. We've got to take step by step action. So for why for DNI is our awareness, understanding where we are, and where we want to get to, is a part of the awareness phase. Before we take action, let's just break it down. You are not going to solve your organization's um, DNI issues in the next twelve months. I'm sorry, but you're not, okay? But I'm gonna say we, because I'm with this. We're doing this together, right? But we are going to have impact in this space. So we're gonna get super clear on what we can achieve so that we feel um, a sense of achievement, so that we don't burn out and feel like we're gonna leave. And so that our employees, our colleagues, our peers, our leaders, Also have a sense of this momentum. So we're going to make, get crystal clear on realistic actions that we can take so that we do get in the next six months, 12 months, that feeling of, wow, that's making a difference. Wow, I can feel a difference with what's happening. Okay, because inclusion is all about how we feel. So that's where we're going to focus on. So we're going to break it down. We're going to get super clear on what actions to take. And in order to know what actions to take, we have to get super clear on what it is we want to achieve. What are our goals for this year? What are our achievable goals? What are those low hanging fruit that we're going to go for this year? We're going to start there. We're also going to have the big, hairy, amazing, oof, blow it out of the water goals but we're also going to have the small achievable. I'm chipping away at this and making a difference. I can see progress. There's momentum coming here, goals. I did read somewhere on LinkedIn recently that DNI is a complex problem and therefore it cannot have a simple solution. And in my opinion, I respectfully disagree with that because we have to find simple solutions to parts of it. We have to start plotting a new path. We have to start moving in a new direction. We have inherited decades and decades of systemic biases and prejudices. And we're going to have to start laying a new path to a new future. And we're going to do that brick by brick. And it will take us to the right place. I promise you, it will take us to the right place. But if this is overwhelming, then we're not going to make progress because that's when people are just going to go, you know what, this is too hard. I haven't got time for this. You know what? I've got a hundred other things on my in my email box today. So this can't take priority. I'm sorry, but I, if I can't digest it in two minutes and take action on it, then I'm going to put it to one side and come back to it. Oh, but I never come back to it because there's too much going on. We have to listen to the leaders and the employees and say, I'm going to meet you where you are. I am coming to meet you where you are. Let me understand the, the complexities of this, but I am going to break it down into bite-sized pieces so that together we can move forward. Okay, so that's what I'm about this year. We're going to build momentum and then we're going to roll with it, my friend. So we've got the awareness piece. We know why we care about d We know what we want to achieve. This year, we've got smart uh, actionable, bite-sized goals, low-hanging fruit, and we've got the big, ambitious goals that we're also going to work for. And we're going to choose the right initiatives to achieve the goals. That's the action piece that we're going to do. And we have to have a level of accountability, not just as DNI leads or HR leads or inclusive leaders. The accountability has to be across the organisation. It has to. This is not a one. Person job. The accountability has to be a collective accountability. DNI. I would always advise you to have your own DNI strategic plan for the year that feeds into your broader organisational strategic plan. Because DNI is a business imperative. We have to get this right. It is going to be affecting your bottom line. I can one hundred percent tell you that. Whether it's because of the turnover of staff or missed market opportunities. Or whatever it is, a lack of DNI will be affecting your bottom line. So this has to be a business imperative and it has to be part of your business plan so that the accountability is everywhere. So you get your infrastructures in place, you know uh, you've got your DNI committee or your Gs or whatever it is, but there's a structure in place and the accountability is there so that we know, In 12 months' time, in six months' time, in 12 months' time, at the end of this quarter, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, we know what progress we're making. And if we're not making the progress that we want to achieve the goals, then we're going to do something about it. Because all too often I see targets put in place, quotas, targets, ambitions for something like more women in leadership roles within an organisation, for example, and... I see organizations get to the end of the year and they're like, "Yeah, we wanted thirty percent. We're at twenty. We'll try again next year." Can you imagine if there was a target for, I don't know, revenue or something? And I went, "Yeah, I, you know, I had said I would bring in, you know, thirty million this year, but I only did twenty. I'll try again next year." It, it just, it. It wouldn't be okay. <laughs> There'd be consequences. And the consequences cannot be a turnover of that leader. There's more going on here. So I feel like, you know, I'm I come from a sport background, and you often see in football or soccer if you're um an American friend of mine, um uh coaches, managers. Um, being appointed to a club, and they may have three, four, five losses, and then you know they're out of here; that they've gone. And you've got to lean into well, what was that manager able to do? What players did they have? What else was going on in place in the period it takes to to play five games, five matches? Chances are you've hardly been able to uh, influence what's going on or have an impact in what's going on. Now, of course. I wouldn't keep a manager for a whole season of losses because there has to be accountability and consequences. But at the same time, simply going, well, we've lost three games, let's try somebody else, as opposed to saying, we've lost five games, what else is going on in this football team that is contributing to that? It's not just the tactics, like what else is going on? And that's what I want to happen in this space. So, oh, I've loved this. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I could talk and talk and talk about this ep- this topic. In fact, I may well do another episode. So if it's resonated with you, let me know. and um, Maybe there's another episode I can dive into some of these aspects a little bit more. I said earlier that I have the resources to help you because I want to make impact this year and we're going to do that together. So if this Content has resonated with you. If you've been listening to this and you think, oh, Yeah, I don't know, I feel it. I feel like I am a DI leader and I feel like I'm on the edge of burnout, or I'm not sure if I want to do this role anymore, or I'm getting pushed by my peers, my stakeholders to sort of create evidence to, to show a fast turnaround and it's just not landing, or your, uh, a HR lead, or you've been in the ERG and you feel like, yeah, I don't really see the point. I'm frustrated with what's happening in my organization right now. There's a lot of talk about DNI, but I'm not feeling anything changing. This podcast has been for you. This content has come to you for a reason. And I have resources to help you with this. So in the show notes, I'm going to give you some links to some free resources that can help you take action straight away. But the biggest thing I would love for you to do is sign up to the waitlist for a new course that I've got coming out. Signing up to the waitlist doesn't mean you have to purchase or anything. It simply means you get information about this course. The course is called How to Create Impact with Your d Initiatives This Year. So literally, the course has been designed to help you go from awareness to action to accountability to set clear, actionable goals, the low-hanging fruit, and the big audacious exciting goals how to get buy-in from stakeholders secure budgets to choose the right initiatives to achieve your goals everything is in this course to help set you up for your most impactful year ever all i would like you to do right now if this content has resonated with you is sign up to the wait list there's no um What's the word? There's no, you don't have to buy. Signing up for the waitlist simply means you get access to a free goal-busting resource. So there's something there waiting for you already that will help you set your goals for this year. um, Reflect on what's happened and set your goals for this year. So that's, that's a freebie. Signing up, that's in your inbox. You can take action with that straight away. I'm also running a free masterclass on this topic this month. And so signing up for the waitlist means that you get access to dates, information about the masterclass, early bird discounts for purchasing the course, more information about the course. Okay, but step by step, my friend, awareness, you've been here, you've enjoyed this, something has resonated with you in this episode, would love for you to take action, sign up for the waitlist, and then be excited about what's going to happen because i am with you on this journey every step of the way and i know that together we are going to create impact this year my friend this is our year to change things to make workplaces better right places where people and the bottom line can thrive this is our year and i'm so super excited um to go on this journey with you so thank you so much for listening If uh, you'd like to share this with a friend, if you think it would resonate with somebody else, please do, because together, the more of us that are in this, the more impact that we're going to have. Sign up for the waitlist, and I will see you next week, my friend. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode useful, please hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please share with someone who you think may benefit from the content discussed today. Remember, there's always useful links included in the show notes that will take you directly to additional relevant value packed resources. So please take a moment to check them out. That's it for this week. Again, thank you for being intentionally inclusive. Until next week, my friend.